Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. The Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia was 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Fabulous pre owned inventory. Great day to tour the lots. Talk to the great sales staff. There are great deals to be had. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Well, he had Dwight Howard swiping at air on that dribble penetration. Uh Uh-oh. Simmons, wild attempt. (laughs) He put the English on it off the window. Ben Simmons here. How about the English here? You thought he was going up to pipe this down. Goes up and under. The uh, call of Iron Eagle, Reggie Miller. Sixers went to the Garden last night. Keep on winning. They're good. Break out the brooms on the seas, baby. Yes, they do. No, they're playing great. Sixers are playing. That's a really good team. Really good, well-rounded team. One quick note. Uh, We mentioned uh, poor Doug is in really what is a glorified broadcast hostage situation. He is so clever how he gets around it. Were you listening to the broadcast on uh, on Saturday? I did listen last Saturday. There was four minutes to go in the first quarter, and Doug suggested that maybe the suit should go down to the field for the halftime interview at that point and beat the traffic. I'm, I, I, no good! No good! No Suit took the bait and was standing down there for the final four minutes of the first quarter and all the second quarter. <laughs> I, I thought to myself, yeah, I got to give Duck credit. That was brilliant. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> I thought it was set back. What? That was ingenious on Doug's part. Right? Acting like you care about your broadcast partner and that you have his goodwill at your heart <laughs> why don't you go down to the field and get ready for halftime that way you'll beat the traffic and you're, you're not going to be worried showing that kind of caring which then opens your door to inner peace alright so <laughs> <laughs> this show is evil alright so <laughs> to, quote, to quote the suit in a staff meeting <laughs> So let's get to it here. The Phillies are playing the Mets right now. Uh, I believe today's Mets starter is on a uh, uh, a 42-pitch uh, minimum. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> They do things today in baseball where I sit back and go, what the heck? But David Peterson's on the mound today for uh, the Mets and Aaron Nola for the uh, – Phils are just underway uh, at Citizens Bank Park. 
as also heard on Eagle 107. The Pirates today gave up five runs in the first inning. And finally, when it was 11 to nothing, Gonzalez hit a grand slam in the ninth inning. You, sir, are my hero. You know, the Gonzalez Grand Slam, while a um, great moment for him, and it's a great moment for him, no getting around it. Reminds you of the old, and this is Eric Gonzalez, by the way. Reminds you of the old Bob Euchre line. I had a grand slam once, big hit. I mean, we needed it. We won the, you know, it made the final score 13 to 2. <laughs> okay. Well, he hit a grand slam, his first career grand slam, but it was already 11 nothing when it happened. The Pirates got run out again. They're 1 and 5. Now, these are seven inning games. It's a doubleheader. Atlanta won the opening game over Washington 7-6. They are getting ready now to play the nightcap. Dodgers have jumped out to a 1-0 lead over Oakland top of the second. And Cleveland beat Kansas City 4-2. Minnesota beat Detroit 3-2. And the Red Sox complete their sweep over Tampa Bay 9-2. So they won all three games there. And, of course, you know the Tiger Woods story by now. He was going 87 miles per hour down that hill in a 45 zone. 87. He hit the tree at 75. What does that tell you about the seatbelt, shoulder restraints, and about the airbag? What does that tell you? 87. 84 to 87 is what they estimate. 84 to 87, and he hit the tree at 75. The key in all of this is that it was, what, about, I don't know, 8, 15, 8, 30 in the morning? That's a busy road. It's four lanes. So he had to go across his two lanes, across the other two lanes, boom, then hit the tree. There was nobody coming in the other direction. It was a one-vehicle crash. Now, another car was involved in the crash, but one of the individuals pulled over to help, and their car got hit. But that is just off the charts. Off the charts. 84 to 87 and hit the tree at 75. Wow. Sean Miller fired today at Arizona. Will Wade is still employed at LSU. Again. Baby steps, people. (laughs) Again, any time where the words FBI wiretaps are used in the sentence that includes your name, that's not good. And that's Will Wade at LSU. And he's still coaching. Sean Miller, nine years out at Arizona. His brother Archie, of course, out at Indiana. Ayo DeSumo is turning pro. He has hired an agent. So he's leaving Illinois. 
Trent Buttrick is going to transfer to UMass to play one final season there. And Roger Bolton has put his name into the transfer portal to leave Iowa State. He led them in scoring this year. I don't think we really mentioned Hubert Davis, by the way, getting the North Carolina job. All those years he was on ESPN Game Day, I don't think people realize he's been an assistant coach on that bench for nine years. He has paid his dues. Hopefully he does well down there. I've never met him. Everybody says he's a great guy. And obviously they think he's a really good basketball coach. So he gets that job replacing Roy Williams. So that gets gets you up to date, I think, on all the news of the day. Jerry Dulac, next half hour, we're going to talk about the Masters. Gets underway tomorrow. Um, And the course is firm, 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 which is 180 of where it was in November. In November, the course was a little softer, and they were firing at pins. Dustin Johnson won it with a record 20 under par. Here's one for you. Under the under the radar stat, Cameron Champ shot in the 60s all four rounds. In the 84-year, and this will be the 85th Masters coming up, in the 84-year history of the Masters, that's the only time that's ever been done. It's been done 41 times in the PGA Championship. It's been done nine times in the Open Championship. It's been done five times in the U.S. Open Championship, but it had never been done in the Masters until Cameron Champ did that last November. They're going to struggle possibly to break. If the course stays the way it is right now, they're going to, have, they're going to struggle to break 10 under the winner. We're going to talk to Jerry about that, plus some Steelers stuff from Jerry, too. I can't let Jerry get out and not talk about some Steelers stuff. Obviously, Dustin Johnson's got to be one of the favorites. Bryson DeChambeau, I want to say DeChambeau finished 31st, 34th in November. Did you see his warm-up on the on the tee the other day? I did not. B.J. Singh stopped to go over and watch him on the tee. This is, you know, on the practice range. Right, grab ball, put down, big swing. Drag down, put down, big swing. I mean, it was all, like, fast. It looked like you. <laughs> Are we sure about that? Ask Steve Engel. He'll, he'll back me up on that. <laughs> I think we commented. Says, Boy, I tell you. <sighs> Catrillo's a mini DeChambeau. I think maybe on the, the putting green, yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know. Well, you had the you had the big birdie on seventeen. That's what I'm saying. It's a great putt, but I mean, being that, I mean, that's what we were commenting. Like we, we called you Mini Bryson. <laughs> Apologies to Bryson. No, no, it's it's great. <laughs>
By that, yeah, he was out there doing that. I'll tell you, we'll find out if this is true, but you know who the sneaky guy is in this tournament? The guy that's actually been playing pretty well, now, off on his own, is, is Mickelson. But I will I will say that uh, Justin Thomas is a name that has to be looked at very carefully in here. God, I can't, 84 to 87 miles an hour. I know he's not, the people would say he's not familiar with the road, but remember, he had been there since, what, Wednesday? So he'd been there for five, six days. He'd been going up and down that road to go to the golf course and so forth. I mean, so he was familiar with it. And with all due respect, as you know, I try to be either on time or a little bit early for everything I do. With all due respect, he was supposed to be going to, was it some sort of it was it was that photo shoot with, with Drew Brees and somebody else, I think. And it was part of an instruction video or something like that. Right? With all due respect, he's Tiger Woods. If he's five to ten minutes late, they're not gonna start without him. Right? Not really maybe deep down you don't want to be late. I got that part, but you don't go flying down the hill at eighty four to eighty seven. You're just going to have to accept you're going to be five to ten minutes late, and because you're Tiger Woods, people are going to go, hey, it's great to see you. Thanks for being here. You're not going to sit there and go, where is he? I'm disgusted. Fire him. It's not going to happen. You, me, (laughs) we're on the next train to (laughs) you-know-where. Him, Tiger Woods, he showed up. He's five hours late. Great. Yeah, and he's only going to be if if he was going to be late, he was only going to be a few minutes late. Wow. He doesn't even remember getting in the car. Egad. Scary. Quick note from Doug. I come up with good ideas. Yeah, again, I would say after the second series of the game, why don't you head down to the sideline? You know, make sure you're ready for the halftime show. F O U L E D. That spells foul. See, that's a guy that doesn't need help in the booth. <laughs> you know, start of the third series, third quarter. Yeah. Boy, we need your position for the post-game show, could you? Could you get down there? People have asked me, how do we make those broadcasts better? I'm an idea person. We'll come up with, <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. <laughs> When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. People saying it sounds like you're trying to get rid of him on the broadcast. Quite the opposite. I'm just trying to make sure he's ready for the next part of the broadcast. Are you buying that? Investing in your business, but not adding high speed. Uh, yes and no. I, I don't understand that. By the way, Myron Jones is going to go to Florida, just so you know. So Myron Jones will end up going to Florida, Trump Patrick to UMass. Everyone has wondered where Myron Jones is going to go. It's going to be Florida. Uh, the only thing that would, that would make me wary of Florida, only from 30,000 feet, I'd I have to ask myself a question. Why the, have the last 18 recruits there, 12 of them have gone to the portal? Like full classes. That's the only thing I would ask. You know, but obviously MJ went down, and it's look, it's it's a good trip for his parents, his grandparents from Birmingham. It's a relatively easy trip, but that's where he's going to go. I guess he sees opportunities with everybody leaving. <laughs> Though well, again, I mean, he'll yeah. well, he'll start there. He's a good player. I mean, MJ's yeah. a good player. He's a good scorer. This guy was this guy was popping at thirteen to fifteen a night in the Big Ten. Sorry, but you do that. You're a good player. So that's uh, that's what we got going on here. Uh, I mean, you're averaging 13. I mean, and he did that the last two years. He was not a one-year wonder. I mean, the last two years in the Big Ten, he was averaging you know 13 to 15 a night. I mean, the biggest reason Penn State, after an eight-game winning streak, stalled out a bit was when he had to go out of the lineup when uh, he got sick. I mean, that was a big, big loss. I mean, you know, you still have a margin for error when you're at Penn State. You know, losing him and your second-leading scorer for six games didn't help you. That did not help. He will help Florida out. There's no getting around. He's a good player. He's a good player. So, um, I just don't understand why you're not buying the part about. I, I just feel like if he's ready for halftime, which is a critical part of the broadcast, you want to make sure he's positioned and ready to go. 
nothing would surprise me. What? I'm just, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm thinking about the overall good of the broadcast. And you're and you're doubting. <laughs> when I made the suggestion to Doug, I mean, you could hear the joy in his voice. <laughs> I can just imagine. For, for him to tell me I was his hero meant a lot. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors here with 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Jerry Dulac on the Masters and some Steelers next on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory, great deals to be had. Great time to go to the lot. It's a beautiful day out. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Great to bring back uh, Jerry Dulac on the show. It is Masters Week, and it's only appropriate he's with us. My friend, how have you been? Well, Steve, I am well. I hope you are, too. And, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year, obviously, if not my favorite, unfortunately. I am not down at Augusta National because, um, well, I just didn't want to go while they still have some of the restrictions. And uh, uh, hopefully that, I'm sure, will all change and all be good next year. And uh, I'll go back. But I'm disappointed I'm not there, but I decided not to go because, uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm just tired of all these restrictions we got to deal with. It's it's just not worth it. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. But even from afar, you know, you know, in this conversation, exactly some of the topics we'll talk about. Firm and fast is the way the course is being described right now. And you and I both know that in November, it, you know, it was softer, scoring was easier. Cameron Champ did something that had never been done ever at Augusta, and that's be have all four rounds in the 60s, and Dustin Johnson shot 20 under par. When you have talked to pros, there are many that like firm, fast. Why? Yeah, there's no question they like it firm and fast because it just plays longer uh, the other way. And everybody likes a shorter course. And also the skilled players really enjoy it because when it's when it's when the conditions are softer, they feel that opens up the tournament to a lot of people because then they can just throw darts. Um, whereas when it's playing firm and fast, you have to use, you know, there's a little more skill involved with, with your short game, with your pitch shots, with your putting. Uh, you have to use a little bit more imagination. So the better players obvious, uh, always prefer it firm and fast. And I would bet the vast majority of players would prefer it firm and fast. But there's no question the top players in the world prefer it that way for the reasons I just said. And when, when it is soft, you're going to see what you saw last year, 20 under par scoring record. 
you know, Cam Smith going all four rounds in the 60s, something never happened before. Um, and the reason why it was soft, too, Steve, I, I, I was surprised last year when people thought it might play very similar to April. Well, there's no way because no. what happens is they, they, they overseed in the fall, and in order to get it green for the Masters, they had to water the heck out of the golf course. So yeah. quite naturally, the golf course was going to be soft. And, and and it was. And, I mean, there's no comparison on the conditions in terms of the firmness and the speed uh, from November to what they're seeing right now through tomorrow. And sometime into Friday, I saw the forecast, 30% chance of rain. Uh, you know, a little bit of rain's not going to hurt anything. I hope it just stays that way because it just makes it more entertaining. Yeah, it's interesting because Cam Smith went into the uh, 60s four times. It's the only time it's ever been done there. PGA Championships had done 41 times, the Open nine times, the U.S. Open five times. Masters, no. Uh, I know. It's, it's really surprising that it's in all those years that it's never been, been done until last year. All right. Now here's the next part, stylistically. Uh, eventually Jack Nicholas got to playing a high fade. We know Tiger Woods' high fade. What did that mean to Dustin Johnson when he changed, and he had to change? What did that mean to his game when he started playing the high fade? You know, I don't think he played, you know, he didn't go to the high high fade to, to win at, at Augusta, but he went to the high fade to be able to control his ball a little bit more. And then when you start turning it over, hitting it right to left, your ball's going to run a little bit more. And, uh, you know, you lose control of the ball a little bit, in, uh, you know, in, in a lot of instances. So um, you're seeing a lot of those guys. Justin, Tom, uh, Justin Thomas, another guy. And Augusta is suited for that, that type of game. Not, not so much left to right. That's part of it. But it's the high shots, the guys who hit high balls and have a, have a, um, a, a you know, a, uh, a better angle of descent, you know, where the ball hits softer. Those are the guys who are going to do well. That's why Tiger you know, played so well. Of course, he plays well everywhere. He could hit the ball so high and control it, and the ball's going to land softer, and you have more control over how much movement it has. So low ball hitters, you know, Lee Trevino was never, you know, Augusta National did not favor uh, uh, Lee Trevino. It does not favor a lot of guys who played along the ground. But those guys who, uh, like Dustin Johnson, like Justin Thomas, like Bryson DeChambeau, like Tiger Woods, you know they're high ball hitters, and uh, they 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 definitely have an advantage. Now you still got to put the ball in the hole, but uh, those types of games are favored more at Augusta. TV, it's a beautiful sight on TV, but the one thing it can't do justice to is elevation and undulation. As someone who has walked that course many times. Can you give us a sense of elevation on that course and then green undulation? Well, I will tell you, Steve, anybody who has been there, but especially first-timers, the two things they are blown away with, one, how green it is, but two, more importantly, the elevation changes, uh, the slopes on some of those fairways. Uh, There is not a hole in western Pennsylvania which is known for its hills that even comes close to the steepness and the plunge of number 10 at Augusta National. Yeah. Uh, number 9 after the tee shot, sharply downhill and then sharply uphill to the green. When Sandy Lau, my first Masters goes all the way back to 1988, Sandy Lau hit that 7-iron out of that, out of that uh, fairway bunker, and you could see he's looking at the face of the bunker. But until you walk that hole and until you see that bunker at how steep it is, 
and how sharply it inclines. And to think that he hit it out of that bunker, up that hill, that seven iron for the birdie putt to win. I, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. And so that's even though you catch some of that on television, you can't fully appreciate the severity of, uh, of the undulation changes until you see it. And it's the one thing that blows everybody away the first time. They just can't imagine that there's that much elevation change with that golf course because TV, as you know, flattens uh, a lot of those holes. So um, the greens, the greens have, um, you know, they have a lot of undulation. I don't want to say they have a, they don't have a lot of tilt like some greens, like some courses, but they do, they do have the, you know, the elephants in there, buried in there. And, uh, but not, it, that doesn't, that doesn't get you as much as seeing this, the, um, the elevation changes uh, from T T degree. Right, so we have not brought up Bryson DeChambeau yet, who finished, what did he finish, 31, 34, something like that in November? 34th last year. 34, yeah. All right, so DeChambeau, you know, he'd been a long hitter before, but now he's ultra long. Right. But he'd been in like the 110 to 120 range on putting. Now he's somewhere like 12th or something like that. What does that do mentally to the field when a guy like that suddenly can putt like he has been putting? Well, and that's the thing that a lot of the guys see. Yeah, they know he's long, and they know he's going to bomb it by them, you know, 30, 40, in some cases, 50, 60 yards. Um, but it's his ability. You know, he's pretty good with his wedges, even despite that wedge is the same length as his, his five iron. Um, but his putting has is, is been dramatically improved, and he's a very good putter. You don't see him three putt a lot, um, and that's been that's been one of the big reasons. Yeah, he's long, but you can, as he likes to say, you can hit it as long as you want. But if you can't put that next shot where you want it, then it doesn't really matter. And he's been able to put the ball where he wants it, and which and then of course that that allows him to feel more freely to to you know stroke the putt. So yeah, he's re, he's really made himself, and he's tried a lot of different methods. But as, as he has wanted to do, he experiments with a lot of things. And you have to give the guy credit, Steve. I mean, he, he's working hard to find out the best way to maximize his talent, his body, his game. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, revolutionizing the game is a strong phrase um, because not everybody's just going to sit there and try to copy what he does. But certainly what he does and how hard he has worked to do it, transforming his body, putting on the 40 extra pounds from last season, uh, the, from the year before, um, and, and, and increasing his swing speed, you know, where it was in the 116 or 119. Now he has it. You know, it was on the, it was on the track man the other day uh, on the range at 154, you know, and he's 140-plus <laughs> typically. Um, and, and you know his swing just gets more violent by the day, and he just keeps attacking. And um, you know his game plan is unique too. He's tra- he's taking uh, angles out there that that you know not only players not only try to do, they wouldn't even think about doing. But he's thinking about doing it because he knows he's able to carry some of those corners, hug some tree lines, you know, cut some distance off. And, you know, uh, I'll give you a small, small example. On 13, if you remember a couple of years ago when Bubba Watson beat Jordan Spieth on the back nine in 2019, everybody marveled at that high cut over the trees, including Bubba. But right. Jordan Spieth, they couldn't believe it when they heard it land on, on you know, over, the, over that dog leg. 
Well, Bryson DeChambeau doesn't want to take it over the trees. He wants to take it over the dogleg into the 14th fairway, figuring yes. his his angle will be better coming into that green because that's how far. Now, I don't know that he's going to do it, but then again, we saw what he did at Bay Hill. And um, that it just, but my point is, is that just shows you how he thinks differently and will attempt things differently than, than any guy that we've seen. Well, I mean, maybe ever, but uh, his, his, his mindset and his game plan is, is certainly totally unique. Uh, the PGA Tour allows you to have Green's books, which have been lasered, and you have great reads on all those Greens because of that. Augusta National does not allow it, in part because they don't allow the course to be lasered. So you have to go through practice rounds the old-fashioned way and figure things out. What kind of factors does that play, especially for guys that have not played on this course that often? Well, it, well, it's just like anything. Uh, you know, you have to learn uh, the breaks. And, and I, you know, Steve, I, I'm with you in this regard. To me, and I'm sure most of the players feel this way, but they only use them because they're there and everybody uses them. And they use it more as supplemental information. But to me, they should eliminate the green reading books, and they do at Augusta, and thank goodness. But it's one of the reasons why Jordan Spieth plays so well there, because he is such a natural reader of the greens. He's so good at it that, that at Augusta, that gives him an advantage because he's so good at it. And other guys who don't read greens maybe very well or use their caddy a little bit, now you have differing opinions. You know, they're not as comfortable maybe over a putt. But, um, yeah, I like that there's no green reading book green reading books and I would like I said I would bet Steve if they polled the, the guys I think the vast majority of them would prefer not to have them and again they just use them because everybody uses them and I'm completely with you to me that's a special skill that's part of yep. the skill of the game okay part of the skill of the game I mean the equipment's better and so forth but your ability to see something and maybe see a subtlety that the other guy can't see that's to your advantage instead of having it handed to you. Steve, let me tell you my quick little story of the time I played Augusta the day after the tournament when VJ won, which I think was 2000. So, yeah. uh, and this was before they lengthened the course, but that has nothing to do with this story. So I hit, I, I'm playing 17, and I hit a, um, uh, I hit, and it's the same pins as they have on Sunday. It's the next day mm-hmm. they keep the same Sunday pins, and I hit a little wedge or something, nine iron over that bunker about eight feet from that front pin mm-hmm. now they that now they have since moved that pin over to like the nicholas pin but right. on 17 it was right behind that bunker there and so i'm looking at it and i'm thinking okay i see what it does what i think it's a little um it's a little right to left and and mm-hmm. the caddy told me he said no this bunker is going to influence it. it it goes the other way i said really he yeah. said yeah i go boy it doesn't look it I put it his way and I missed it. <laughs> My way, I, it was what I saw. Uh, but yep. you know, here, I mean, it's it's just one of the little nuances, and it's something like the caddies there know, um, you know, some of the subtle breaks. And yet, here in this instance, hey, it happens a lot. Uh, it does happen. No big deal. I wasn't upset about it, but it was just an example of where yeah. I thought hey, I should have just listened to myself and not the caddy. Right. Although, although Ray's Creek comes into play in terms of how things break. 
Yeah. Oh, there's no question, especially yeah. down in the valley. It's, it, yeah. it's a little different. Um, but I think the one thing with Augusta, most of the breaks are true. They're not being baffled too many times. I mean, they're, they're, they're severe, um, and, but they're so pure and they're so true that, you know, guys, not too often is, is there a misread, or, or, or at least where, where it goes one way, it's supposed to go one way, and it goes the other. Not too often. Quickly, who are your favorites, Big? Well, you know, you, you, you have to like all the obvious ones. And, and, you know, not only am I a big Jordan Spieth fan because of the yeah. type of person he is, and, and I'm, mm-hmm. a, and, you know, I was a fan of all his greatness, uh, you know, having seen him win there and run away with it in uh, 2015. Could have won it in 14 and should have won it in 16. You know, this no modern-day player has led the Masters after a round as many times as Jordan Spieth, which is eight times, not Tiger, not anybody. The only four who have had more leads at the Masters after a round are Nicholas Palmer, Player, and Raymond Floyd, who have played the Masters five times as many times as Jordan Spieth. (laughs) So his track record there, um, and part of it is what I said about the Greens, he plays there very well. And you look at at the run he's on, probably the hottest player on tour, three 54-hole leads in the last month, uh, winning last week. Um, you know, and you can see on the betting lines, I mean, he's either second or third behind Dustin Johnson or Bryson DeChambeau. you got to like Justin Thomas as well. The one mm-hmm. thing about the Masters, Steve, there's not too many surprise winners. Okay, you're going to get a Trevor Immelman uh, every now and then and a Mike Weir. But for the most part, it's the easiest major to predict. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. It's just the easiest. One, because it's a smaller field. And two, with the type of golf course it is and because they play there year after year and guys get more familiar with it, it it really limits the amount of players, for the most part, who are probably going to win the tournament. And, uh, you know, you could probably name 15 guys and have a pretty good chance, really good chance of having uh, one of those guys certainly win and four or five of those guys finish in the top five. But that's because that's just the way it is year after year. To answer your question, my pick is Patrick Reed. Um, okay. He has such a good short game. He won there in 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he likes the big stage. He's afraid of nothing. Um, so he he is my pick. And obviously, if DJ repeated, wouldn't be surprised if Justin Thomas won. Obviously, I'd like to see Speeds win just because, of, like I said, I'm a fan of both him as a player, uh, you know, and what he's been able to do. You know, when he burst onto the scene, he was the biggest thing since Tiger Woods. The galleries, yeah. everybody responded to this guy. And um, I'm glad to see him back where he is, and let's just hope, like to see him win another major. But uh, I'm going to sp- I'm going to take Patrick Reed, Steve. Great. Uh, NFL draft will be coming up. I would love to have you back to talk about that down the road here. Well, absolutely. It's a, uh, the end of the month, and uh, you know, Steve, anytime you need me, I'm glad to come on with you. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for your time and the great insight. Absolutely, Steve. Always enjoy chatting with you, and stay well, and we'll talk again soon. Jerry Dulac joining us from Pittsburgh. Great memories, great stories. I'll tell you my local knowledge putt story when we come back, which it turned out better than his. (laughs) We'll tell you about that in a moment. No, seriously, it was in Arizona. We'll come back with more in a moment. Uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK.
All right, so I'm playing, uh, Dave Baker and I are playing Ventana Canyon, the mountain course in Tucson. And uh, before we start the round, the pro says, hey, you guys from Penn State? He says, yeah. He says, you guys going out? He says, yeah. I said, let me give you a piece of local knowledge. Right, so the two of us are like, okay, great. No matter what you see, everything breaks away from the mountain. And everything, there's mountains all around this course. <laughs> Gorgeous course. They played the skins game there once. All right, okay. So everything breaks away from the mountain. So I don't know. We're in the front nine. I don't know. We're like at the sixth hole, seventh hole, whatever. And I've got this 20-foot putt, and it is obvious when you're looking at it visually, it breaks right to left. And I said, Dave, I said, remember what the pro told us? Everything breaks away from the mountain. And the two of us are looking at each other like, yeah, this." and the mountain's on the left-hand side. I said, I don't. I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to trust the guy. So instead of putting it right to left, I putted it left to right, which is not what it looked remotely, but it breaks away from the mountain. Doggone it. I putted it left to right and it went in. I birdied the hole. <laughs> we look at each other like the guy knows what he's talking about. Well, there you go. We got to give him to Jerry. Jerry got ripped off. He did. It's a total violation by that caddy. Cost Jerry, Jerry a birdie on 17 after a great wedge shot in a nine iron. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle with a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.